0: I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Daniel.
1: Wow. Hi, <laughs> I'm Daniel, compulsory. Oh, what is my time? Can you... Uh, you know what, give me ten minutes to wrap up. Okay, so you'll know when I'm ready to wrap up when I pass out. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Daniel, compulsive over here. Thank you John for asking me to speak for 40
0: minutes.
1: (laughs) What can I do for 40 minutes and keep you interested? Um, Okay, I have a problem, and uh, no, not that kind of problem. I have a problem, it's called life. And, (laughs) and, and, And how I deal with life was through food. Uh, anything that made me uncomfortable, anything that uh, didn't suit my way. Uh, if I wanted to get back at you or if I wanted to be happy, I used food. That's all I did uh, it. I used food to compete I, mean, uh, I was very precise in what I ate and how I ate. Uh, um, when I came to these rooms, all I wanted was just the diet. How do you lose the weight? And uh, basically that's it. And those years when I came into this program, uh, in 1983, there was the... Uh, grace sheet, and the dignity um, of choice, which is back. But maybe its grounds again. Uh, so, um, I got the diet, and I followed it religiously. You know. and basically, I chose the third plan on there. Basically, anything that tastes good, spit it outside the diet. That's what <laughs> and, 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 um, and, you know, boiled chicken and vegetable, that's all I and, uh, and I love the hugs, and I love the, uh, the, the fraternity and the, the fellowship. It was really cool. And not working the steps or getting a sponsor, so, so I lost 70 pounds on that on that alone. And I had what was called a pink cloud. And I was ate, nothing was, everything was effortless. Coming to me, was a joy. Sitting down eating my food was, was, was no problem. I had nothing to worry about until life hit me. And when life hit me, it scared the crap out of me, and I went ahead and I started to eat. And I remember how it started was, I can't have one one bite of donut, and I remember because my kids had gotten home with the, with the donuts, and uh, they would gotten them off the truck, the ice cream truck, and uh, I said, "Let me try one of those little ones," and I sort of finally gave it back to them, and also when I gave it back to them, something in my head said, don't, don't, "Don't give it back, don't give it back," <laughs> so I, I, I took it back, and then I said, "You know, let me have," and then I said, "You know what? Why don't you go get me a pack? I don't want any more." And I started eating, and that started everything. And uh, man, I couldn't stop. And I remember I was gaining all this weight back. uh, People were telling me, you're gaining weight, you don't have to gain it all back. Well, I couldn't stop. I can't tell you how many times I've relapsed in this program. I've relapsed and gotten back into abstinence, relapsed, gotten back into abstinence. And always doing the same thing, expecting different results, which was (laughs) insanity. So I would relapse, I said, okay, I just go eat, eat, eat flour. Uh, or I not eat sugar this month, uh, not to eat any greasy food this week, you know, and, and, and I would try for a while, and then I'd fall back into the same snap. So, w- w- basically what I was doing, I was blaming the, 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 the substance for my problems. I, I wasn't dealing with me. So, and as I mentioned the other night, uh, at another meeting, um, it's not what's on my plate that's the problem, it's what's around my plate. Mm-hmm. I was always blaming the vegetables, the fries, the, the burgers, the, the sweets, the fats, the crunchies, whatever. Those are my problems. If I could just control them, uh, that would be the cure. And, and you know what? We have loved ones that reinforce that type of thinking. They say, you know, you should have and eat fats. Or stay away from sugars and sit. And they're the same ones that will come up to you and say, look, I bought these dogs for you. Mm-hmm. What are you supposed to do with that? Say, well,. Oh, we'll just have one. Well, I don't understand about people that are able to grab one chip, eat it, and then fold the rest of the bag and put it away. I don't understand that concept. That's totally sort of alien. Because if it were up to me, I'd be rubbing my body up. The <laughs> there must be some form of, like a chocolate patch or a patch that you could wear. So so I, for many years, came to this program thinking the only, my only problem was weight. That's right. If, if, if I could just lose weight... Everything would fall into place. Everything would work, and that's how it came in here. And I would see people come into program and they get re- they get physical recovery and uh, they become superstars. And I'm going, well, shit, what book are they reading? <laughs> you know, or, 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 or what sponsor do they have? Or what meetings are they going to? Because obviously I'm not I'm not going to the right meetings and I'm not got the, I'm not the right sponsor and I'm not reading the right damn book. So. What finally happened to me was that there is something that I had to come to a realization. One is, all diets work. Every medical treatment out there works to lose weight. You can join any type of exercise and diet plan wherever you want, and they all work. The problem is none of them show you how to keep you how to keep it off. That's what this problem is. So how you lose weight? That's your business, but. How you keep it off is here. This is the business here. So, what happened was, is it 40 minutes say? <laughs> because of the way I was thinking, that got me up to 400 pounds. And I have pictures here. And, uh, it got me up to 400 pounds and uh, size 58 waist, uh, bad knees, horrible back problems. Uh, high blood pressure, uh, let's see, uh, acid reflux, sleep apnea, and yet you would think with all those symptoms, oh, and I hated myself tremendously. I mean, just the look of myself, I I avoided mirrors. And whenever I dressed myself, I always dressed myself from the neck up. So my hair was always in place. I have hair, believe not. Uh, but uh, my hair was always in place, but never did I look down. As long as the clothes fit, I figured I hit a home run. The clothes fit, that's cool. And if I made it to Monday after a long weekend, weekend of binging, and the clothes still fit, I figured that, you know, i I beat, I beat, it, I beat it out one more time. So uh, at 400 pounds, you really don't have much of a life. You know, my life consisted of, um, I'll, I'll tell you what the highlights of my life was, uh, 400 pounds, was to get a, 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 a big pizza. Uh, and uh, and a large diet coke because the diet coke would wash away calories. It would count. See? And, 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 and a horrible movie. So unplug the phone. Don't answer floor, floor the floor. Close the crepes. And just eat myself into oblivion until I pass down. And that's uh, and the only thing that came out of my, my mouth was, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Every time something came out of my mouth was, I'm so damn tired. You'd think I'd be digging ditches all day long. <laughs> you know, my job is just basically to move a mouse. And not a rodent, but a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> you know, clicking here and typing, and that's basically the most physical exercise I ever had. But yet at the same time, I was always tired because I was carrying 400 pounds and God knows how how many years of baggage. The hard part was to try to convince me that food was not my problem. Food was just my symptom. That was the hard part because all my life, even since a child, all I heard was, you need to go on a diet. So I want to talk tonight about the insanity and the obsession of this disease. Not necessarily in the physical part. But the insanity works something like this.
0: My head says,
1: you know what, we should have these donuts. tonight. you deserve it. You've been on the diet all week. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. My body says, you know we shouldn't because we're starting to have high blood pressure. My head says, you know what, we'll do the diet next week. But tonight, you deserve those free my, my body says, you know what, we have diabetes type 2. My head says, you know what? We should have that double bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> My body says, you know what? We've got acid we've Sparkies. <laughs> now, and, 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 and On and on. That's the craziness, the insanity of this disease. That it talks me into doing crazy things, though I knew, know that they're dangerous and damaging to me, yet I still do it, and that's the insanity. Now, people look at us and they go, we must be stupid. We must be dumb because if we really were smart, we would know that we're eating ourselves to death. So they treat us like we're morons. You need to follow this diet. <laughs> you need to weigh and measure, count your calories. And they talk to us slow. <laughs> like, like we're the slow cousins from up north.
0: mean the valley, by
1: the valley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not too far. So they I mean, talk to us like that and they, 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 they want to, to, to get some point, of point across to us and little do they know that in us there is this rebellious nature that's telling them, up to you, I'm going to show you that I'm going to lose weight by any more. <laughs> okay? Now here's, here's the crazy part. We as compulsive we decide to get into relationships with other compulsive That is crazy. <laughs> because now you've got two of them supervising each other's program uh-huh. and you call your sponsor you should go to them. Is that a new food plan? is that a new how many times are you reading the big book? it's crazy it's crazy and you don't, you don't want to go out with them anywhere because it's a crazy crazy event that you can see if it's, if it's a circus I went up with a couple that were that have been in program for many years and one of them decided to do OEH and she brought her skills with her and we sat there weighing and measuring at a pizza plate. <laughs> I don't understand this. How do you weigh a slice of pizza? <laughs> to each his own. The voices in my head have my voice so they're very familiar so they're very strong and they have authority. So if my head says you do this, I do it. I don't question it. See, when you're in your disease, when we are in our disease, we have no choices. We do what we're told. The head says, do the space stuff. we'll do it. Eat, eat. Eat at midnight, fine. Blame it on ambient in the morning. She's your stuff, you know, I'm taking ambient and I'm eating at night, man. What did I tell you? And that's the craziness of this disease. That we obey it. So, in the disease, we have no choices. In recovery, we have choices. In recovery, we choices. In recovery we're given eight tools. To work with. And that's what the beauty of recovery what it does. It gives you the opportunity to have a choice. That before I obsess and follow this crazy nut in my head, I'm able to call, write, read, go to a meeting, uh, and all the rest of the opportunities. I'm able to be a service. You have no idea that the, the service commitment could save my ass many times. So that's the insanity of the disease. So we'll talk about the obsession of work. Let's not talk about food now. Let's talk about we go to work on a Monday. Friday, everybody says, hello, hey, have a good weekend, bye-bye, bye-bye. And you show up and one person doesn't like you that day. And doesn't talk to you. And you say to yourself, well, what did I do? Jim, why are you pissed off? Me? I'm not mad. Are you sure you're not mad? I'm not mad, Jim. I think you're, I'm not mad right now. Now I'm mad. We obsess over very over little things. Over every, you know whether you know if we get a flat in recovery, we'll call our sponsor. In our addiction, we'll call suicide prevention.
0: You
1: know, uh, it's down the road of recovery that we'll call AAA. <laughs> that takes years of recovery. <laughs> but for now, we'll call the sponsor. You know, <laughs> oh, I got a flat. Yeah. Well, call AAA, eh? sorry. <laughs> you know, okay, so those are the things that the obsession of the mind that manifests itself in this crazy body of mind. Okay. That I don't understand when you're telling me that yes means yes and no means no. I second guess you and I accept And I'm always walking around that the day these people really know who I am, they're going to fire me. Or the day they really know who I really am, they're going to take away that degree. Or the day that they really know who they are, they're never going to like me again. And those self-destructive thoughts are there. And how do we know they're there? It's manifested in the relationships that we have outside. We have abusive partners, we have abusive relationships, very toxic relationships with our family. And they're there, and we're attracting them. An addict, a recovering addict is one that finds something that works. And a, recover, and a, and a, and a and an addict in, in relapse is one that found something that works and stops doing it. One of the first signs of my relapse was I stopped coming to meetings. That's, I mean, I came up with all sorts of excuses. Now my job is more important. I don't have time. I have to study. I have my family. And the first thing I used to tell my sponsors, look, I need to get a life. And and, and, and he says, but isn't your recovery more important? And I said, well, of course it is. But I'll go when I have a chance. I have a time. So maybe my relapse did not happen overnight. But man, I stopped coming to meetings. And do you know why I come to meetings? I come to meetings because I need to have my brain washed. Because I have a bunch of faulty data. And I come here to get centered. For there is one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he manifests himself in Daniel's head. No. Daniel's conscience. This is where I get my center. This is where I get my, my spirituality. This is where I get the emphasis that, that I need to focus on me. I'm not normal with food. I, I used to be the literature person for... Happy Joyce and Feeding in the Westside Pavilion, years ago. And I happened to have been in in San Pedro that night, and I had to be up here before 7.30. So I needed, to those of you who have heard the story, forgive me, but I needed to get up there, and I hadn't had dinner. And I know I was going to show up just in time with this literature, because it was two friggin' suitcases. And how I got to that, I'll tell you in a second. But I stopped at Popeye's Chicken, and I bought a five-piece dinner. And I hit the, uh, the freeway on this jalopy that I had, that very held together by miracles. And I'm hustling 70 miles an hour, and I grab a drumstick, and I bite into it, and it was super hot. And I burn my lips, and i like, oh my God, I'll never finish this food before I get it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, how am I going to eat this food? And I roll down the window, and I stuck the drumstick out. <laughs> and I cooled that drumstick. And I bit into it,
0: I said, I'm a fucking genius. That's amazing.
1: I beat the system. And I grabbed a chicken wing, and I held it hot again, and it slipped out of my fingers. (laughs) And I wanted to slam the brain. (laughs) Normal people don't do that with food. And I got to that meeting feeling deprived because instead of having five pieces of chicken, I only had four. And I got to that meeting feeling so uh-huh. deprived. Uh-huh. A 400-pound man me. Was... <laughs> so so I, I, I told this to my sponsor not too long ago. And he calls me and says, I'm really pissed at you. Why are you pissed? Because you gave me a suggestion how to cool my food down. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I didn't give you a suggestion. I told you what I had done. He says, what did you do? He says, well, I bought the burger and food. And and the fries were really hot, and I held them outside, and I lost half of them. I "I didn't tell you to do (laughs) that. I told you to read the big book. (laughs) So, we're not normal with food. You know, we hide food, we put it under the bed, under the car you know, under the car seat, uh, we put it in some weird places, <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, in the bathroom, you know, uh, it's all, uh, normal people don't do that, you know. And, and, and how I knew that was not normal was because I had a girlfriend who decided to supervise me in my food. And we'd gone and have sushi, and I'm ordering all these rolls. And she says, you're ordering too much goddamn food. And I said, okay, we'll take off this cigar back together. And so two rolls, and I thought, like, oh my God, I'm not going to have enough. I'm going to die. It's not going to be enough food. What am I going to do? I should eat before I die. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And then the waitress looked at her and says, "What are you going to order?" And she says, "Well, I'll, I'll take that." And so, so she writes it down. The waitress can barely speak English. So they come back with like two easy rolls a few minutes later, and they come back to her with this huge ship, wooden ship, full of sushi, and they place it in front of her. And he says, what is it? He says, is this Marine he says, yeah, you ordered that. I said, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, and, and poor girl, she uh, drove her crazy. Composable readers will drive people crazy. Because there are weeks that we decide not to have any flour, we throw everything out of the flour, and the family's saying, what happened to the flour? <laughs> you know? And that thing, you have no more sugar, you throw all the sugar and it. Oh, you. <laughs> Where's the sugar? You know? Or that day we're not going to have any more cookies, and everything goes out the door. You know, and then next thing you know we replace everything plus more, and we're going. What happened? You know, we're not very deep. we're not same people. We're cuckoo for cocoa buses. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So being in service has saved my ass. Now it's not always been. I haven't really done it all by my own volition. I'll be honest with you. I sometimes been forced. And, and, and how I became a literature person to that, to that meeting was this cute little blonde girl I met. She says, You know, on Friday night, I said, this is a really nice meeting. I said, Really? She said, Yeah, why don't you come over and have dinner together? I said, Hey, it's meant to be. Mm-hmm. So I showed up Friday and had dinner. Pretty All oh, I kept doing was staring at her. I wasn't even eating. And, and they said, We need a literature person.
0: <laughs> perfect
1: girl, you know, served perfect meeting. She stopped coming to that damn meeting. Okay. She left. And I was stuck with these two freaking suitcases full of literature and that was my little estimate that kept me there. So service keeps me alive. Service. Now, sometimes it can be an inconvenience to be in service because sometimes I want to do other things. You know? But I'll tell you what. A lot of times I can't tell you how desperate I've been to come to a meeting and someone had the strength to open that door. And let me in. That's saving my life. And for you people that are doing service, you're saving someone. Because this disease has made me to want to kill myself. See? And coming to those doors and knowing that someone's there to open it for me has saved my life. So I'm very grateful for this program. I came into this program as a very religious person. And those are the worst kind to have when you're 400 pounds. Because for you, in order to get spirituality to the head, forget it. You know, for you to say that you need to have a higher power, I already have one. See, I had a God that always is interested in in, in what goes on in other countries, the famines and the wars. But, God, don't fuck with my food. (laughs) (laughs) That's my territory. You know, I'll deal with it in a mature way because I can handle it. And that I can handle it is very difficult for me because I do not know how to handle food. You leave it up to my own little thinking, and I'll come up with some very creative ways of doing things. If you ever want to talk to a normie who's always at normal weight, ask them how they eat. They eat the same thing every day. Me, being 400 pounds, I'm very creative. I'll eat here, I'll eat there, I'll eat this much, I'll eat that much. That's what got me there. So, how did I change my thinking? Well, first of all, I had to know the motivation why I wanted to lose weight. Okay. And when I did some really serious writing on this, uh, the only reason I wanted to lose weight was to get laid. (laughs) (laughs) So to get laid to lose weight doesn't really last very really long, you know. Like an orgasm only lasts so long. You know what I mean? Well, that doesn't really work. So I had to go back and look at my priorities and my values. So what finally got me to observe and change my thinking was I wanted to live because I was starting to pay the toll of this disease. The high blood pressure, diabetes type two. I was taking metformin every day. that's like diabetes medication. The sleep apnea, the acid reflux. I remember I wake up in the middle of the night, and I'm choking on my own vomit. You know, and then I used to eat a lot of spicy food. That whole esophagus was burning. You know, and I'm scaring the hell of the person next to me in the next day. And and I can barely breathe. You know, and and I'm saying to myself, "Fuck! Why did I eat that? You stupid piece of shit! Why did you?" And like every alcoholic will say, I'll never drink that again. I'll never do that again. But somewhere along the line, the following day he talks himself to doing it again. That's the insanity and that's the obsession of this disease. I want to live today. This disease kills people whether you eat less or eat more or you're going to... Get rid of your teeth with all the stomach acids. Are you going to screw yourself internally? Your esophagus is going to wind up breaking its blood vessels. Whatever. This disease will kill you. if you don't put a bullet to your head already. So this is a dangerous disease. And it's a very physical disease. You can tell when you're gaining weight. You can tell when you're not gaining weight. You can tell when you're losing weight. So it's all there. And unfortunately in this program, we will love you to death. We will love you to death. We'll see yourself killing you. We'll still clap when you're saying. I'm a no But we will not help you. And I don't understand that. Because you go to N.A. or A.A. If I walk in drunk, they're going to grab me and say, Hey man, what can I do to help you? know. Yeah. It could be because as children, when people will say, They can call me stupid. They can call me dumb. But don't call me fat. Because you'll always have an enemy. I do So the change of the thinking. Alex Anonymous has a sheet that says, Have you ever had any financial problems because of your drinking? Have you ever had any problems in relationships because of your of your drinking? Have you ever had problems at work because of your of your drinking? Replace the word drinking with thinking. Have you ever had problems in relationships because of your thinking? Have you ever had problems financially because of your thinking? The enemy is what lies in between the six inches in between our ears. It's our thinking. That's the problem. Because I'm programmed every morning to wake up with, uh, with, uh, 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 with self-pity. Every morning. It's like, why me? How come? What, why do I? Yeah. That's you why. Know, why me? How come they don't? And I, you know, the self-pity. And then top it off with self-seeking motivations. And dishonest
0: motivation? You got a full nut in front
1: of you. That knows how to look professional. And I'll never forget that movie, what is it, the end where, where um what is it, Burt Reynolds wakes up and uh, and and Dom de is interviewing him? And he's in his shorts, he thinks it's the doctor, and he's in his underwear. It's like that, you know. You've got a person that looks professional, but the total nut inside. And that's it. And pages 86 to 88 of the big book it says that every morning we have to divorce ourselves, ask God to divorce ourselves from those thoughts. Only then can we trust our thought process because God did, did give us a brain. But how does that manifest? It's manifested when we do service for others. I hate that. I mean, I don't even like the guy. He wants a ride. <laughs> I don't even like the lady. You know, it's like she looks goofy. You know? <laughs> Talk about being service, helping the newcomer. You know, and then it says that the only thing that's supposed to come out of my mouth all that day is "Thy will be done, not mine." <sighs> Are you kidding? I just got flipped off by I'm not- <laughs> right over there. <laughs> <laughs> you just me off, right? Way back.
0: <laughs>
1: In the past, I would have put them off. Whoa, <laughs> you too, Val. You know, what can I do? I used to wake up every morning thinking that people had something against me. And I'll tell you what, I have a, I have a perfect idea. Outside of John, you know, you, and the rest of you didn't think of me at all this morning. John did, and says, oh, just how I was going to show up. Oh my God! I <laughs> 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 but I said nobody thought about me, right? That's it. Nobody cares. You know, we need to belong to the 40, 40, and 20. 40 percent care about you, 40 percent don't, and 20 percent do I'm not the center of the universe. I am one of you. I am one of you. And you know what? I'm never going to graduate from this friggin' program. So stop preparing my, my, my luggage. Because I'm going to stay. I have to stay. Because once I leave these programs, I'll go back to where I was very quickly. Because then, the, you know what my head will say? They're normal. You don't eat those nuts. They're crazy. They're nuts. They're crazy. What about that guy? He's old. What about her? You know Mm-hmm. And you says to me, oh, they're right, they're crazy. I'm, I don't belong there. Especially if you have family members that say, you know, why do you keep going there? You haven't lost any weight. You're not one of them. To me today, God is my higher power. <clears throat> God is... I am the manifestation of my higher power. You know, how much of my recovery God is involved? 100%. It's only Him, on Him that I was able to do, not me. And I'll tell you why I say that. When I made my decision to turn my will and my life over the care of God, as I understood Him, I was willing to be under the influence of a higher power. Just like when I used to drink, I used to love the influence, and it would take me anywhere. You know, I'd go driving, I'd go to this bar, I'd go to this party under the influence of a higher power, it takes me where? Where recovery is. See, today I seek where love is, not where it should be. i okay? I go where, where the recovery is. See, I don't try to change anybody but myself. I try to be at peace with myself so I can be at peace with you. See, I ask God, your will be done, not mine. And I'm telling you, if, if there ever was a period right now of life that's been the most difficult, it's right now. I'm telling. You, I have so many, crap, so much crap happening right now in my personal life that I could bore you and fill out the rest of the minutes with it. But I'm telling you, I know this too shall pass. This too shall pass. And people are asking me to sponsor. Them, and I'm going, what the hell are you asking? You know how much problems I have right now. You well, only want a sponsor. Talk to Jerry. <laughs>
0: you know,
1: the thing is, what I'm trying to get at is that. Uh, because I'm in recovery because I've lost weight life still happens shit
0: happens
1: you know it's not meant to be calm because that's flatlining there's highs and lows you know and changes here's another thing I don't like change well, change is not good but change is good things have to change but the only way my ass is going to move is when that tap finally, finally hurts my ass and I'll move it and all this time you know, people are telling me you know, I need to move and someone said to me you know, a wise person learns from others mistakes a knucklehead learns on his own mm-hmm. you know? can you imagine how many, how many years of, of, of suffering I would have stopped if I had listened to that really? You, mean you just can't have one cookie? Really you shouldn't. I had to do my own research. And every time I relapse it's called research. Yeah. Go back and do research. I had a sponsor tell me you know you need to do more research. But, but why? Because you're too stubborn. And nil. The results are nil until we let go. Absolutely nil stands for not a chance in hell if it's going to work until you let go. <laughs> But here's the problem with over-eared I believe firmly that we should have some form of an evaluation test when they come in.
0: <laughs> Anybody with
1: 70 IQ and less can come into this program. <laughs> so, sit down and the up, they sit down and show up. Read this page, they'll sit down and read this page. Call me tomorrow at 9 o'clock, fine. But you get the smart ones, 70 and above. <laughs> sit here, they don't sit there. Go to this meeting, they don't go to that meeting. Call me at 9 o'clock, they don't call. Go to any meeting any day, they don't. Call two for the And we're killing ourselves with it. So I think an IQ of 70 is pretty well seen. <laughs> <laughs> Today's prayer for me is, God, keep me a newcomer. Ten minutes, okay. Keep me a newcomer. Let me have that same enthusiasm of coming to a meeting of what I can bring to it as to what I can take. Because it's by giving. Right? That's what it says in the prayer. of St. Francis. It's by giving. My disease only knows how to take. It only knows how to take. My time. My convenience. My schedule. My job. It's only mine. Mine. See? And it's in that type of thinking that we don't know what to do with those feelings. What do we do? We use excess food to calm it down. I'm a morgue eater, so I used to judge restaurants by, by the amount. So, if you got shit like this, I said, that's a great restaurant. <laughs> 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 they get big portions. No. I mean, regardless of the crap, big portions. So, Taco Bell, for me, it's heaven. Because I needed all that much food to, to hit that switch internally that would stop that. That would stop the thoughts, the craziness in my head. I yeah, would we'll hit that switch and turn off the light. I so, okay, you can go sleep now. And I did it with lettuce. And I did it with carrots. I did it with water. And I, 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 I'm, I'm in total amazement. I've seen little anorexics with goddamn five gallon buckets drinking, slurping, like with a stalk. And I'm going, what are you doing? You know, where'd you get that bucket? You know? Drink water. Drink water? Are you nuts? If anything, you know, you shouldn't be drinking that much water. I've seen people eat huge amounts of lettuce and say, that's awesome. You know, it's, it's, it's the amount that's smaller. More is the, less is more, really. But it's so uncomfortable. Now, when I hear people say, you know what, nothing bothers me. How are you doing? Okay, You mean nothing bothers me? No, my life is all right. Then I say, well, why don't you stop eating? You'll find out what's bothering you. <laughs> So, one guy took me up on that. And he stopped me and says, you know what, I really hate my mother. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it amazing? When you're no longer sedating, how things come up, right? Mm-hmm. So what do I do? Do we go change the mother? Yeah. Do we change the other? No. I change myself. And acceptance is the key to all my life's problems today. When I'm uncomfortable, it's because I'm person, place, or thing. It just doesn't agree with me. And I cannot find no rest until I accept that person, place, in thing, 100% of the time. Who knew? Yeah. And it's those simple answers that drive me nuts because I want to read into it. Acceptance really means approval. Yeah, that's it. Well, God, if you want me to accept today's day, make sure it's in accordance with my schedule. And, by the way, God, if you're going to do anything in my life, give me a 30-day notice. <laughs> <laughs> so I can prepare. Because for me, worrying is preparing. <laughs> <laughs> and like I say, if you pray, why worry? And if you worry, why pray? <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, and we spend our lives,
1: oh, oh, God, oh, God, help me, help me, help me. That will, will be done. And all day long, that's all I do is think of the circumstances I can't even change. According to my head, I should be dead under a bridge, homeless, and they're gonna like pass by and kick my body out of the way, and they're just gonna put pavement over me, you know. And it hasn't happened, but that's what my head said. How much recovery do you want? Well, how much are you willing to give? How much of overeaters anonymous do you want? How much are you willing to give? You, give, you get what you get. You go to one meeting a week, that's all you got now. You come whenever you want, that's all you're going to get. That's how it works. Remember, I need to be brainwashed every day. I do, it because man, my head comes up with some very creative ideas. So I need to come to meetings. And I come to meetings. And I try to go at least to four or five meetings a week. Because I need that. Because I need your sanity. I need your recovery. I need you to remind me that, hey, easy does it. I need you to tell me that this too shall pass. I need you to remind me that, <clears throat> turn it over. Let go and let God. See, when I let go, everything has marks on it. <laughs> 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 I think, yeah, I'm going to give it to you, God, but you know what? Pick your- let me double, let me check you again. And, and and I let go and I well I really didn't mean it. <laughs> you know, my God box has an unscrupulous top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's the> one.
0: <laughs>
1: it's amazing. You know the only enemy is me. It's me. It's how I think. It's how I think because it's a selfish centered mind that lives in here that has the ego of a king and the ego of a piece of shit. I'm in both extremes. I can go to work, I can go to society thinking I'm superior to you, or the, or the map that you have to walk no. Recovery says I need to be in the balance. You're never going to be the top, and you're never going to be the bottom. You're just going to be. Be still and know I'm, I'm God, says uh, one of the songs. Be still and know be still, be. You know, for compulsive readers, it's hard to be.
0: It's
1: hard to be. Just to accept what it is right now. Many of us are in meetings and we're not here. We're living what happened yesterday. We're living what's going to happen tomorrow. But we're not here physically. We are, but in our head, we're worrying about something that hasn't happened. Or something that we have no control that already happened. Resentment means to re-feel. We refeel it. again. See? That's why that's toxic for a compulsive load reader. It's very toxic. Because what does that do? It drives us crazy. You know? We take the poison expecting for you to back. I'm going to show you. <laughs> See? So those are the things we need to clear out of our lives. But the downfall about 11 is that it starts in the head long ago. I say I need to go to Maine so I can get stronger, so I can come back and try the dog. I can try the chips. I need to get strong so I can try it. And once I'm strong again, I can I can control it. That's one thing. Today, today, food for me is nutrition. It has nothing to do with. It's going to change my life. <laughs> because like the alcoholic and the normie, the glass of beer. For the normie, it's just a beverage. For the alcoholic, oh man, it's going to make me forget about that asshole boss of mine. That bank account that I hate so much, that wife that just doesn't understand me. My life, that sucks. It has a life meaning change. Same thing with food. There's that comfort in food. That's amazing. It has nothing to do with comfort. It has to deal with how are you with yourself. How are you with your higher power? Those are the things that are very important to me Now, am I human? Yeah, you know, I'm human You know. Do I slip and instead of walking water? I slip them. You know, I have my moments. I'm not the most spiritual person sometimes. One day I was feeling like crap and I got a sponsor called. I'm just calling to check in. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> I was to be sniffing with me. I said I wasn't trying to be snippy. Yes, I was. I was upset. Oh, I'm sorry. Those words, I'm sorry. Who wants to admit total defeat? Who wants to admit bankruptcy? Well, oh, I do. Because it's in the midst of the defeat that I get the recovery. Okay? A friend of mine says, oh, don't worry, you've got enough gas, it'll okay. get <laughs> you. Keep them going. She's like, Okay, so wrap up. The 12 steps, I can't tell you how important the 12 steps. But I used to work first and 12. See, in between the count all steps. And I always wanted to do them microwave style. <laughs> but, you know, it takes a process. You want to be smaller in size, you've got to be willing to feel more. You've got to be willing to accept more. You want to see that big size? Keep it. You'll be sedating. You'll be killing yourself, but it'll be there. But if you're willing to live a smaller body, be willing to feel shit. Also be willing to feel good things too. And that's what a lot of us need to work on our issues, because a lot of us have sexual molestation, sexual abuse, physical abuse. There's a reason we carry this layer. to keep people away. I used to be like Godzilla. Nobody can touch me. Okay. Well, now that all this crap is gone, man, it's like hey, I feel every friggin' thing. But I also feel good things too, you know. Today I have a life. I cycle. You know, I'm still recuperating from a surgery that I had last month in But I normally will cycle up to Ojai. I live in Ventura, I'll no, show up in a second. I live in Camarillo, and I go from Ventura to Ojai. That's 30 miles uh, round trip on cycle. At 400 pounds, I could never do that. I can never. I couldn't even get on a friggin' bike. You know? I also dance. I think guitar time with percussionists. Those things, I always dreamt about at 400 pounds on the couch. One day. See what I'm saying? And today I'm invisible. People don't look at me and say, Oh, what a weird guy. How come he just can't control his weight? I stayed on a plane seat and I don't need an extension. I needed a friggin' extension. And I would hide in my seat and then the friggin' stewards would call up the dial saying, who oh, I the seat extension. And of course, <laughs> I don't know. I'm the only 400 pound person here. I can't tell you how embarrassing it was when I had to go shop for clothes. Because I would see that they barely fit. And when I remember one guy says, you're two sizes from the top pal. Huh? And for a pair of slacks, 60 bucks. And I say, how come it's so expensive? It's just more material. Still did to make the connection. All diets work. Everything out there to lose weight works. What keeps it off is structure. Thank you for having me.